Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening whenever or wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. And joining me today to talk off some of the Thanksgiving goodies he enjoyed yesterday, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, I, I want to ask you, how was your milkshake last night? That was delicious. Didn't even have turkey. I had milkshakes <laughs> and chicken sandwiches. I mean, that sounds, that sounds like a pretty good Thanksgiving dinner to me, or at least a good Thanksgiving tradition to start. I like Thanksgiving, you know, for the family stuff, but turkey, stuffing, the food, like, I could do without. So we went to Wawa, if you're from our area, if you're from the East Coast or New Jersey, Philly, you know Wawa, your rules, got some sandwiches, got some milkshakes, it was packed, it was the only place open. It's a good way to start your Thanksgiving with some Wawa. Yeah, I might mix in a milkshake with my Thanksgivings from now on. That just sounds like a really good idea. Uh, but we do have a couple slates we have to talk about today. There is a four-game afternoon slate uh, that starts in, I believe, about 90 minutes um, that we're going to talk about. And then we're going to talk about the late slate in a little bit. Before we get too much further, just want to thank Yahoo Fantasy. They are the sponsor for our show today. Um, have been our sponsor uh, this entire season. Have been very good to us. And I've been very good to the people that have decided to take them up on their offer. We have a very good offer from them that we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, I see about 40 people probably still laying down on the couch, uh, digesting all the food they, they took in yesterday. You guys can give, give us a thumbs up. Um, click that subscribe button. really helps us grow this channel. Uh, brings these shows coming not only in NHL, but in all sports uh, coming on a regular basis. And I want to mention... Uh, Data Central at Osmo, it's not something that um, we've talked about too often here, but it's a great, great tool uh, for our subscribers because, you know, our ownerships are on one sheet and projections are on another and things like that. Um, Data Central just has everything on one sheet. So you can just download the Excel and it has, you know, it has what line they're on, what power play, uh, you know, uh, their salary, their ownership, the team total, their value, um, their projection, it has everything. So uh, if you're ever in a hurry and you just want to get everything on one screen, be sure to check out Data Central. Uh, very much uh, a big help for us. Um, I see a super chat uh, from Wolf Girl, 499 super chat. Thank you very much. Wolf Girl says, hey, guys, just to thank you. I won third playing in the quarters last night, fifth, a couple nights ago, I guess. $50. Thank you for the advice. Well, congratulations, Wolf Girl. Congrats on the third place. Maybe we can get you uh, a first place uh, coming up here shortly. Uh, congrats to you. Hopefully we can get uh, some more winners uh, up on the docket here today. But like I said, we do have 
a lot to get through. I just want to ask you one question real quick, Josh, because uh, some of our, our subscribers in Discord were talking about late swapping and when it can be useful. I look at the slate tonight. Tonight's NHL slate is a six-game slate, and there's five games starting relatively the same time, you know, 7 Eastern, 7.30 Eastern, and then Toronto and San Jose plays late, late at 10.30 Eastern. So it seems to me this is a good late swap opportunity. I'm just going to go real quick. The only time I really late swap is when I have an early line go that goes off. So let's say I stack Tampa one tonight and they go off. They, you know, they're one of the best stacks on the early slate, but then I have a goalie that gets shelled, right? Like, let's say I have Tampa one plus uh, Merzlikens in net for, from Columbus. Merzlikens gets shelled, gets pulled, whatever. He has like minus seven or minus eight DK points. That's when I'll late swap my secondary late stack to something completely different because I'm assuming somebody else probably has that early stack with a better goalie, right? And I want to try to, you know, get above them and I need a lot of points and I'm probably not going to do it playing the chalk that they're going to play. I'm going to have to play something completely different to make up, you know, the 25 points that I lost or whatever for my goalie. So that's, that's basically the only time I late swap. Like if my, if I have an early line that doesn't do anything, I just consider it a dead lineup and move along. Um, what about you? Yeah, I think late swapping is a very underutilized tool in DFS, but it's also utilized incorrectly a lot too so like if you're mme like say the 15 right and you have a lineup that is contending i see a lot of people just like oh i'm going to swap to this lower own stack because they're they're afraid they're going to get you know duped so it's like it's like a double-edged sword do you if you do get duped and you finish second would you rather finish second with what you got like you got there like you made that lineup and you got there with your thought process. You don't just don't, you're not going to go rogue and just like put in a lower own stack just for the hell of it. Like, I think I'd rather finish second or tied for second dupe than have a swap to a lower own stack that I didn't like as much and have a chance. Yeah. You have a chance to win outright, but you also have a chance to finish like 400th if they don't do anything. So I think knowing the right time to do it, I think I agree with you. One of the only times that I will wait late swap is if I have a hot start and my goalie just gets absolutely annihilated because. Could, yeah, no, I'm just, I was just going to say, cause at that point, you know, if he has a minus eight and somebody has a 20, you have to make up those 28 points somewhere. And if, you know, if you're rolling into the late slate with Toronto one, everybody, you know, everybody else is going to have Toronto one too. So you're going to have to change it up to make up those 28 points. Um, so yeah, our recommendation here, if you have an early uh, lineup, that looks real hot, but your goalie just completely gets nuked or something like that. That is when you would go ahead and late swap and get away from that late chalk. Uh, another super chat from Sweet Lou at Isle Equity, $2 super chat says lotion for Josh's head. Um, you know what? I'm not, I'm just not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. I'm just going to say thank you very much uh, for the $2 uh, super chat. Um, give us a like and subscribe if you want to keep us, keep up with our, all of our shows, our DFS offers, our giveaways and a whole lot more. Click that notification button uh, if you want to get alerts when our shows go live. And be sure to check out our freebie, pr free premium tools and data up on the site. We have Week 12 NFL player projections. We have NBA player rankings, and we have NHL player rankings all up on the site today. And if you're playing NBA DFS tonight, be sure to check out Adam Scherer's NBA Deep Dive article, which is the most in-depth and free NBA DFS article you'll find anywhere all right let's get this moving we have carolina with the 3.0 implied gold total they're going into philly uh the flyers have a 
implied gold total. I suppose the big news is Philadelphia. Well, I suppose there's two pieces of news. One is Philadelphia reassembled their top line last game, putting Konechny, or, uh, Couturier back with Giroux. And we talked about in the last show just how bad Couturier's numbers dropped or how much they dropped without Giroux. So this is a big boost uh, to that top line. Um, and Carolina has made an absolute meal uh, of their lineups. Um, I'm just going to let you take this, uh, take it away, Josh, because this looks like a mess to me. Yeah, they're, I don't know what Carolina, like, Carolina does, does this for a couple of weeks every season, and the coach is like, why did I do this? And they go back to the normal. I think every coach gets, like, a little bored during the season just searching for stuff, and they just, like, throw darts at the wall and see what happens. But, like, it kind of, it's kind of taking me off Carolina. And I, I want to get behind Carolina here, especially attacking that second line. Because with Katori and Giroux going against Ajo, that kind of takes them out. And I, I wish it was like Trocek, Taravainen, and Svechnikov, or even Netches, but like with Steve Lorenz there, it just isn't great. I guess you could two-man Trocek and Taravainen. I mean, it's not super expensive. It's 10K for the two of them. Farabee and Atkinson in, in a long sample this season have terrible numbers together. And imagine Frost isn't much of a defensive upgrade from Broussard. So that is the line that I would want to attack. So I don't mind going with Taravine and Trocek, you know, two-man. You could put them in with Tony D if you want the power play correlation. Tony D is expensive. But pricing on this early slate, on DraftKings at least, doesn't really matter. You can get in anyone you want, really. So I think for, for that, for this game, I, I would go Taravine and Trocek. On the Flyers side, I don't, I don't mind getting to a little bit of Flyers one here. It is a 2.6 total at home, which seems low. Um, but the way these lines are constituted, like Jarvis, Ajo, Martinuk, doesn't really strike me as a, a very good defensive line. So uh, I, I think you can have some Flyers one uh, in MME. I don't think I'm going to get there in one to three, though. Yeah, Flyers one is interesting to me because Carolina is, you know, they, they're still by far the most penalized team in hockey, right? Um, now, they do have a very good penalty kill, so that's kind of the balance here is like, you know, do you want to go up against good, a very good penalty kill, even though they might get four or five opportunities? But that's kind of, like, I agree with you. I think it's a weaker Carolina top line the way it's constituted right now. And so, like, of the Philly side, the, the top line is by far my favorite play. I don't think there's anything in the fillers that I really like here. Like, I agree with you on Carolina, too. It's a fine matchup, but I actually don't mind going all the way down to Carolina, three. I look at that third-line matchup from Carolina and Philly, and I don't see how that Philly third line just doesn't get absolutely steamrolled. Um, James Van Riemsdyk is a terrible defensive player. Zach McEwen is a terrible defensive player. Scott Lawton is uh, – he's a bottom-six center, but that's fine. And then you have Jordan Stahl and Andre Svechnikov on the other side. Like – Spechnikov is, is one of my favorite one-offs on the entire early slate. And I don't, if you, if you want to play like a two-man stall Spechnikov, I think that's fine, even though there's no power play correlation. So um, I'm, I'm with you. Teravine and Trocek, completely fine two-man throwing D'Angelo for that power play correlation. But I like Stahl and Spechnikov. I think they're just going to completely throttle that Flyers third line here today. So Flyers top line, don't mind them as a full stack. Uh, Carolina three for me. Uh, on the blue line, there isn't really anybody that sticks out. Justin Braun is down to 3K, but I noticed he's down on the third pairing. So I think Nick Sealer for 2,500 might be fine. He's, he's a guy that blocks shots anyway. Yeah, Sealer's fine. Rasmus versus the line is 2,700. Travis Sanheim also 2,700. I don't even know if you need to punt defensemen on this slate, but if you do, 
those three guys, you know, viable punts. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's move it along. St. Louis 3.0 implied goal total. They're going into Chicago. Blackhawks have a 2.6 implied goal total. I saw Chicago named uh, Kevin Lankinen as the starter, and they said Philip Kurashev is going to be in. Um, he had been playing at times with Jonathan Taze, but I don't think that's going to be today. I think he's still going to be in the bottom six. Uh, something stuck out to me with Chicago. The last time they were at home was about two weeks ago, and they sent out the Doc to bring Cat Kane line against opposing top comp. Uh, that doesn't seem like a good idea to me, but I want to get your thoughts on this game, Josh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they're going to do that. Like, if they're going to do that, I want some O'Reilly Perron. Like, I, I understand, like, I think it's a bad bias I have. Like, I always say they play in sludge, and maybe it is true. Like, their pace isn't great, but they, they do share a power play time together. Perron's a shooter. I, I really like all three St. Louis lines in this game, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I do want to avoid Taze Hagel. Um, is it Strom? No, they're, Patrick Kane was skating with Taze yesterday in practice. Oh, yeah, it was what? Kane, Taze, and Hagel, right? Yeah, Hagel the bagel. Yeah, and then it was Doc to bring Cat Kubalik. Good Lord, they're going to get run over. Um, yeah, so like O'Reilly Perron, I mean, Barbashev up there kind of, it like doesn't do anything for me, but like two manning O'Reilly Perron is completely fine. Um, you want to, I, I think, you know, if, if Taze is going to go out again, Shen, I want O'Reilly Perron and I, I, I still love that third line, Buchnevich, Thomas, Tarasenko. Like they're just going to get good matchups all season. It, it's going to remind me of a few years ago uh, on San Jose when the third line was Kane, Hurdle, Donskoy. And they, they were never high owned. They always got cupcake matchups and their numbers together were ridiculous. So like, I'm going to ride this third line because it's a third line, you know, until I get paid or I'm out begging my neighbors for change and, you know, I lose everything, but like, I, I really like that line. And on the Blackhawks side, like they mix up their line so much. I don't think it, no, it matters what the co- who the coach is really at this point, but like the one thing that will probably stick together is Kane to bring cat. Like it, like on the power play at least. So this is a tough matchup. Yeah, Bennington sucks, but like the Blues are good defensively. I don't know how much Blackhawks I'm going to get to. If I'm going to use them, it's it's going to be, you know, some of the power play, even though, you know, the Blues are a good team. So Kane, Debrinkat, Taze, Hagel. Like Hagel to me is a, is a decent one off on this, on this slate, 3,100 power play one. But I, I'm having trouble prioritizing anything on the Blackhawks side. Yeah. Um... I was watching the Chicago's last game and they're talking about how good the team has been defensively since Jeremy Carlton got fired. Since they got fired, 44% shot share, 42% expected goal share, 960 goaltending. Like that's exactly where the defense is coming from. This team's still very bad. It's just the goaltenders have been really, really good for about three weeks now. Like that's just it. So if the goaltenders are really, really good again, then we're going to get screwed with St. Louis, but St. Louis is just in a fantastic matchup here again today. Um, they're, I assume like Taves and Hagel is going to go out against that O'Reilly line. And then the rest of the lineup, like it's just free use for St. Louis to do what they want to get Chicago. So uh, Shen Kairou, uh, if you want to do that for a two man, I think that's fine. Um, you know, I think Thomas Booch, you know, you talked earlier about how you don't need to save money. If you need to save money, Thomas Buchnevich is fine. But I'm with you. I really like that third line as a three man stack. Um, 
<laughs> their numbers are just ridiculous. 3.6 expected goals per 60 minutes. The bottom, you know, the second and third lines from Chicago are just like, I don't know, I don't, is garbage appropriate? I don't know if I can say that on this show, but they're not very good. That's unfair to garbage, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, Shen, Shen and Cairo will pop in my projections because Shen is down at 4,100. Um, but I just really, really like that spot for that St. Louis third line. So that's where I'm focusing here. Uh, on the blue line, I mean, I guess, like, guys like Murphy, McCabe, and DeHaan for the block shot bonus on, on the Chicago side. I guess DeHaan and McCabe, I wouldn't want to go all the way up to 3,500 Murphy, like just for the block bonus. So DeHaan and McCabe for me, anything for you? I mean, in my lineup right now, I have Seth Jones in just because if I don't, like I'll have like 9K on the table. So I find myself getting to some Seth Jones. He's going to play a ton of minutes. You know, he's he's involved. Um, that's about as good as things I could say about Seth Jones. But uh, Tory Krug is interesting for me, especially because pricing isn't a huge factor on the slate. If you're doing any kind of power play stack, I think Krug is fine. Um, other than that, you want to get those guys you mentioned for block shots. I think that's perfectly acceptable. All right. We have a special going on for Black Friday. Enjoy your Black Friday, everybody, which you need to take advantage of. It's stuffed. Our NFL Express Weekly Pass is the best way to introduce yourself to NFL DFS, and we're giving all new users the opportunity to access it for only $1 for the first week if they use the promo code STUFFING. All caps, all one word, STUFFING. This package includes player rankings, ownership rankings, and everything we have to offer for NFL showdown and single game contests. It also includes access to our premium tools and data for in-season fantasy football and tiers contests on DraftKings. Uh, if That's again, promo code STUFFING, all caps, all one word, to access our most expensive NFL Express Pass for only $1 for your first week. You can activate that coupon by, cl by clicking the link in the description of the video below this offer is valid only for today, so you need to grab it now. Stop guessing, start winning, join Osmo Plus today. Promo code STUFFING, all caps, all one word, for your first week of NFL Express Weekly for $1. It's $1, guys. You really can't beat that price. All right, let's move it along to our next game. Winnipeg 2.8 implied goal total. They're going into Minnesota. The Wild have a 3.1 implied goal total. This is an interesting game for a couple reasons. One, I think both teams are pretty good defensively, and I, that might take some people by surprise considering Winnipeg's been bad for years. But I think they rebuilt that blue line. They've looked better this year. But both penalty kills are mediocre to bad, and that's kind of surprising to me. But I think that's also why you're seeing two good defensive teams with an over-under of six. So what do you like in this game, Josh? Yeah, first I was like, wow, this Jets total is a little – a little low, but then you start digging into Minnesota's numbers and how they match up. It's absolutely crazy how good Kaprizov, Hartman, Zuccarello's numbers are. Like, it's absolutely insane how good they are. 61% uh, shot share, three and a half expected goals for, and that's not a small sample. It's in 115 minutes. Like, that is a decent sample. Those are insane numbers. So, yeah, they're going to get – they send that line out against the bottom six of other opposing teams at home. So, like, they're going to get – you know, Adam Larry, Evgeny Svetsnikov, Jansen Harkins, like, okay. Like, yeah, I, I really like that Minnesota line. And, you know, the Joel Eric, the checking line, uh, Joel Eriksson, Felino Greenway, they're going to get the Connor Dubois-Wheeler matchup, which leaves uh, Freddie Gaudreau, 
Kevin Fiala Pitlick against Shifley Ehlers Cop, and you're like, you're like, oh, maybe that's good for Winnipeg, yeah. But then you look at Fiala and Gaudreau's numbers together, and they're absolutely insane too. So like, <laughs> I'm having a hard time getting to much Winnipeg other than power play stacking. Um, I was really surprised. Like I didn't do like a huge deep dive onto Minnesota for a while because they ha- they haven't been on the main slate in a little bit, but like their numbers are just insane. So I'm going to be pretty light on Winnipeg. Um, and I really like the Kaprizov Hartman Zuccarello line. Yeah, that's the line that I look to in this game as well. Um, you mentioned three and a half expected goals and well over a hundred minutes of ice time together. Like these guys are just absolutely torching. And I think, you know, like you mentioned, going up, they're gonna get the third and fourth lines from Winnipeg. That's how Minnesota likes to do their matchups. Um, yeah, you send send out that Hartman Kaprizov's line against, you know, like you said, the Harkins and the Toninados and all those guys or whatever. Um, it could be a good night for that Minnesota line. So yeah, I'm with you. Zuccarello, Hartman, Kaprizov. I really like them in this spot. Um, uh, like I'm with you on Winnipeg. That that uh, matchup against Erickson Eck just completely takes me off the Dubois line. Uh, and then you could, you know, you can go up against the Fiala line. Uh, it's it's a matchup that you know it could be had because I don't think Rem Pitlet is really a good player, but. Like, do I want to dump down to the second line, like on the road against what's even, there's still going to be a good line. Like there's just nothing appealing to me. So I'm out on Winnipeg forwards. For me, it's the Capra's off line from Minnesota on the blue line. We have to remember Jonas Brodeen is still running that top power play unit. So you would correlate with him if you want to correlate with your Minnesota studs. Um, but there's nobody else that's really jumping out on the blue line for me. Is there somebody that's jumping out for you? Not particularly. If you want to punt with Brendan Dillon, he sees, you know, 17, 18 minutes box from Sots. I think that's fine if you need some salary, but not anything else. I, I'm looking elsewhere. All right. Good enough. Final game of the early slate, Ottawa, 2.5 implied goal total going into Anaheim. The Ducks have a 3.1 implied goal total. Um, I think Ottawa has given up 12 goals in two games since coming back from COVID. Um, they lost 7-5 and 5-3 or something like that. Uh, Anaheim has is tied for the highest total on the early home on the early slate. Uh, should mention Adam Henrique doesn't look like he's going to be in the lineup for Anaheim. Um, Derek Grant probably still going to be on the top line. We'll see when warmups hit, but I think there's a lot to like up and down that Anaheim lineup. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but go ahead, Josh. Yeah. So. Ducks too, man. <laughs> like, like I don't know what else to say. Like Zegers, Milano, Raquel, like they, their numbers are really good. Like Zegers, Milano is getting up to a hundred man sample and their numbers are very good. You get, you know, Raquel back. He's like second or third game back with them. You get Delorier off that line, which is a huge bump. They're going to get your boy, Chris Tierney tonight. You know, that line doesn't have great defensive numbers. So I, I really like going back to this Ducks second line again tonight. They're super cheap, especially if you add in Jamie Drysdale, who's still only 3,300 for a four-man power play stack. I, I really like them. You want to get some gets left, Terry. You know, that's a personal preference. Um, you know, Derek Grant being there instead of Adam Henrique is a pretty big downgrade. So you want to get to those two men, that's fine. But I'm going to be concentrating on the Milano-Zegris-Raquel line. On the Senators' side, you know um, – the Ducks send out what Isaac Lundstrom as there's as... no, it, it'll probably be gets and Terry going as the top line. Okay. So 
that that top line for Ottawa is always interesting to me. As long as it's Norris Kachuk, I mean, it, it doesn't matter if it's Sanford there, it's Paul there, it's Stutzla there, it's Connor Brown there, it's whoever Batherson who's not in the lineup. So I, I think he definitely can get some Norris Kachuk Sanford here. Um, you want to move down to that second line too? I think that is a, a pretty cheap filler. Not that you need it today. I wish there was like a really like if this was an Edmonton slate, which we all hate, we all hate Edmonton slates. Like it's just a fact, but like if there was Edmonton power play in the state slate, I think Stutzel Brown is a very good two man. I don't know if you need to get there on this slate, but uh, if you want to put them in, I think that's fine as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just all about that Anaheim second line here today. You mentioned their numbers without Nick Delorier on that line, like with anybody that's not named Nick Delorier. 65% shot share, 76% expected goal share. Um, they're just absolutely torching the opposition. Um, Ottu, and they're going to be going up against Ottawa too a fair bit. Ottawa 2's numbers are just not good. Like average, I'd say, like at best. And you have an average average line going up against a very good line. And that average line um, has at least one player, if not two, coming off from a, the COVID list in the last couple of games. Like, not worried about anything from the Ottawa side here. The only concern, I guess, with Anaheim would be ownership. But it's they're not even that extreme. It's under 20% for the top line and about 10% for the second line. And it's a four-game slate. That's about what you'd expect, right? So, um, yeah, I'm completely in on Anaheim, too. You can throw in some Jamie Drysdale if you want to, you know, mix up the stack a little bit. That's where I am on this game. Uh, on the blue line... Like I like Drysdale a lot with that power play stack. Is there anybody on the on the Ottawa side that we should be looking at? I mean, Lassie Thompson, if you need salary relief, top pair twenty five hundred. Nikita Zaitsev, not too bad at twenty eight hundred. I can't believe they they're putting my son on the third pair with Nick Holden. Like it's the scenes. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna file a report. Like I'm gonna write a strongly worded letter. But like. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lassie, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, well, it might be they want Zub to carry another pair, but Shabbat Zub was one of the best defense pairs through the first three weeks of the season. Like, I don't get it. Melnick was like, we need a tank. You know, we need to save some more money. You know, <laughs> so put the Zub on the third pair. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You got to sneak tank every season, even if you're good. Uh, if you're Eugene Melnick, uh, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo, sign up for an account via the link below, deposit, and play. 
That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you need immediate access, email support at Osmo.com and we'll get you set up right away. You can also claim a free $10 uh, of site credit by clicking the link in the video of the description below, which can then be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including the Sunday $1 million NFL baller. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give your, yourself the best shot at winning big. So first time users, if you want to get a free month of Osmo plus Platinum, uh, just sign up for an account via the link below, deposit in play. Uh, it's a very good deal that they're offering here, especially if you want to get your feet wet in DFS. Uh, not, a bad, not a bad little idea to get uh, some of our tools and, and, uh, and data behind you as you get going in your DFS career. All right. We have a late slate to talk about, so let's get to that late slate. The first game is the Montreal Canadiens with a 3.0 implied goal total. They're going into Buffalo. The Sabres have a 2.9 implied goal total. Um, Dylan Cousins returned, I think it was in their last game, and he is going to be back in that shutdown role. I guess it's a matter of which line they put him out against, uh, whether it's the Suzuki line or the Dvorak line. I'm going to assume it's the Suzuki line. Um, but I want to get your thoughts on this game, Josh, because, you know, we can make fun of all these teams we want, but there's 5.9, uh, of implied goal totals goals totaled here. And if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, that's the highest of any on the late slate outside of Toronto. So we need to talk about this game. What do you got? Yeah. I mean, that top line's interesting because everyone's like, oh, you know, Tage Thompson shut down center now. Yeah. But with Jeff Skinner up there instead of Rasmus Asplund, the numbers kind of fall off a little bit here. They're still pretty good, but they're not elite like they were with Asplund. And it's still a small sample, but they are giving up 11 high danger chances per 60 with Skinner up there. Um, not 100% sure on the math chips, but, you know, like you said, Cousins being back, it worries me that they're going to go up against Suzuki Toffoli, which would make me want to play some Suzuki Toffoli. But you see that, you know, they have like 14% ownership. Should mention Montreal did change up their lines a bit. So Toffoli's playing with Dvorak and Anderson and Drew is with Suzuki and Caulfield. Well, good to know. <laughs> yeah, because you know. yeah, I wanted to stack against the Dvorak line too, but now... Uh, I see it now, yeah. It's not, in the, it's not updated in the lineup builder yet. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess Caulfield, Suzuki, Drew N is interesting, huh? Man, I hate that these Canadians just stick with some lines and go. <laughs> I can just tell you're getting more and more agitated as this se as this segment's going on. <laughs> I got steam coming from my ears here. Like the Canadians suck. Like just stick with find a groove. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't even know. You just I need to collect my thoughts. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna say here. I'm going on the Tage Thompson line because I'm assuming Dylan Cousins is going to go up against Suzuki and Caulfield no matter what. Like, I'm assuming other teams will see uh, Suzuki as the Montreal number one center. And that'll put Cousins out against Suzuki and then Thompson out against Dvorak. And like Dvorak and Anderson, their numbers with Drouin, without Drouin, doesn't matter. They've been just awful for about a month now. Um, and like, I mean, awful. 38% shot share. 33% expected goal share in the month of November. Um, I really, really like that Buffalo top line. Um, 
where I would dump down, I think if you need to save some money is the third line for Montreal, Lekkinen, Evans, Gallagher. Um, those guys look pretty good skating together, but there's just no need to save money. So uh, with Montreal's, you know, they're still taking a decent amount of penalties, like 11th or 12th most in the league. And Buffalo's top power play fully correlated. I'm at least going to be considering Buffalo's top line. They're going to be in my mix for my single entry tonight. Um, from the Montreal side, like I said, I would probably look at like Lekin and Gallagher two mans or something from that third line. I have no idea what's going on in that top six. Um, I think with Montreal in that top six, you would want to pair power play players together, right? Because God knows what, the, what that lineup is going to look like by the second period. So you might want to stick with power play stacking if you're going to be stacking the halves here. Um, yeah, on the blue line, there's just no one that really sticks out for me. I mean, I, obviously, Chris Weidman, uh, 2,900 power play minutes. Jacob Bryson, 2,500 power play minutes. Um, those guys stick out. Anybody to you? Why, why is Henry Joki Haru 4,600? I have no idea. That's one of the wildest mispricings yeah. I've seen this year. Yeah, that makes no sense. I just had to mention that because I, I need to get everything out before we move on to the next game. But okay. yeah, no, I agree with your takes on the blue line. Bryson is perfectly fine. Not much on the Montreal side that I like. Yeah, Yoka, how are you? Three games this year, one assist, one shot on goal, no blocks, 4,600 or whatever. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. All right, next game, Seattle, 2.5 implied goal total. They're going into Tampa. The Bolts have a 3.1 implied goal total. Uh, Callie Yarncroc is out for uh, Seattle. I know that's going to break uh, Mr. Saul Goodman's heart. He's a big, very big uh, Callie Yarncroc fan. Uh, Seattle's lines look as thus. Johansson, Wenberg, Everly top line. Appleton skating with Gordon Schwartz and then Tanev. And, or Appleton skating. Yeah, Appleton's. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Just go ahead, Josh. I messed up my lines. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that top line for Seattle, Johansson, Wenberg, Eberle, fully correlated on the power play, going to get Stamkos, Plot, Bari Boulay. Like, they have a very small sample. They're a little under 30 minutes together, but they have pretty decent defensive numbers. Um, I don't know if they're going to hold, you know, Stamkos as an NHL center isn't, you know, the best for him. And it's not great defensively. And you see that you see the ownership on the Seattle line right now. It's under 1%. It's rare to get a fully correlated line under 1%. Um, yeah, it's Vasilevsky. Yeah, it's Tampa, blah, 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 blah. Oh, wait. We were talking about this before the show. Why is Tampa Bay sending out Taylor Radish, Ross Colton, Boris? Could that guy's not even a real person? Like that's they're sending him out against top comp. So I'm assuming they're going to get Wenberg, Everly, Johansson. Man, we are we are having a show today, man. <laughs> so, okay, so if they're going to go out against Wenberg, Everly, Johansson, like my thought process still stands here. They're they're fully correlated. They're under one percent. It's a 2.5 total on the road, but it's a six-game slate. And, and if you're going to – I don't think you should X out anyone on a six-game slate in MME. If you're taking a stand like I did on McDavid that ended horribly the other night, that's fine. But in MME, you shouldn't really, you know, completely X out. And to get over the field on the Seattle top line, you don't need a lot in 20. You just need one. And you're like 5X in the field here. So I don't think you need to go crazy. If you want to do, you know, a Gord Schwartz, I think that's perfectly fine too. Like the ownership up and down Seattle is non-existent. So I think you can definitely take some pieces of Seattle in MME. On the Tampa side, um, I don't think I'm going to full stack anything. Like it, it's just tough for me to full stack 
Tampa with all these injuries, I think you can you can pluck some power play players together like Stamkos, Palat, Sorelli, Kalorn, Palat, Stamkos, something like that. You know, Seattle is a pretty good defensive team, five and five, so it's not a great five and five matchup. The problem is the goalies have been terrible. So I think um, you can do a little bit of power play stacking, but you know, I, I do like a little bit of that ten, uh, Seattle top six just because of ownership, and I'll mix and match some some power play players for Tampa Bay. That's the thing with Seattle here, right? Is like, this is a very good defensive team. Like by all stats and by all measures, they're a top five defensive team in their, in hockey. They're getting like 860 goaltending this month or something like that. It's, it's just, it's not even AHL quality. Like I don't, I have no idea what's going on with the Seattle goaltending. So we're at that crossroads of like, do you want to play, you know, Tampa who are missing a lot of high-end players against a very good defensive team that is, you know, could let up one goal, could let up seven. You know what I mean? So, like, I think where I'm going to go with Tampa is that Kalorin Sorelli, too, man. Sorelli's just been playing, like, 21, 22, 23 minutes a game every night lately. And the two of them play the top power play unit together. And I think it makes a nice two-man uh, to mix in, you know, reasonably priced, uh, you know, with the other reasonably priced stacks because there aren't a lot of super expensive stacks on this slate. Um I just want to mention Alex Barre Boulette has been playing, you know, 11, 12 minutes a lot. So even though he's quote unquote on the top line, he's definitely not going to skate 18, 19 minutes. Um, but his Kalorn and Sorelli for me, just because uh, Sorelli's ice time plus the two of them on the power play together. But I'm going to be quite honest. I don't really like a lot out of this game from either side. And I think I'm, I'm probably playing three lineups tonight. I don't know if I'm going to have a stack out of this game. So there's just not a lot here that I like. I agree with you. The Seattle top line would be the line I would go to if I were full stacking. Um, on the blue line, Ryan McDonough's price has come up a lot to 4,400. I mean, Zach Bogosian, 2,600. I know we want to make fun of Zach Bogosian, but every time I watch him play, he's at least engaged offensively. Like he's not just chipping the puck off the glass and out or something. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, you could be a bad hockey player and be good for DFS, and he might be that. So 2,600 is fine. Like, he's – like, Jacob Truba, not – like, sometimes I don't think he's a very good player. Sometimes he looks great. Some, But, like, he's good for DFS because he blocks shots, he shoots the puck. Bogosian, 2,600, he's not going to kill you. He's going to get in front of the puck. He's engaged – like, he's joining the rush, which is weird uh, for Zach. It reminds Bogosian. me of a big rig, Jamie Oleksiak, like a couple years ago with Dallas. It seemed like a change in his style of play, and it's yeah. just persisted. So. Yeah, and he's on the second pair. Like, he's going to see minutes. So, at least, you know, like 16, 17, 18. For 2,600, what more do you want? So, I think he's fine. Um, on the uh, Seattle side, we just talked about it. Jamie Alexiak, 2,700 top pair. I don't mind him either. But other than that, like, I don't think I'm going to get the expensive guys in. Hedman, 8,200. Like, get out of here. With the, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, that is quite the price to pay for Victor Hedman. We have a hall of fame here at Osmo where we like to celebrate all of our, well, not all of our winners, most of our winners, because we do have uh, some certain criteria that we have here. If you'd like to enter the Osmo hall of fame, this is how you do it. You download the Osmo avatar from Osmo.com slash avatar. You place the top three in the, if you place top three in a contest with over 5,000 contestants, you tweet those wins to the Osmo HOF account. That's Osmo hop on Twitter. And you can win a free month of Osmo plus platinum doing so. Uh, you can only win one per calendar year, but it's not a bad little gig. Um, you'll see Vetro here uh, chopping first NFL showdown. I think that was yesterday for uh, 2K. 
Um, but you don't need to win thousands of dollars. You'll see uh, Jay Styles, uh, $250 uh, in, in the NBA Minimax will also get you into the Osmo Hall of Fame. Um, and then you'll see uh, Luis, uh, $500 takedown uh, in NBA. So uh, NFL, NBA, NHL, doesn't matter. 5,000 contestants placed in the top three with an Osmo avatar. Send those wins into the Osmo Hoff account on Twitter. All right, four more games to get through. The first one is Vancouver, 2.6 implied gold total going into Columbus. The Jackets have a 3.0 implied gold total. Uh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say this once, and then I'm never going to mention it again. I truly believe that COVID, long-haul COVID symptoms and problems are playing a big factor in the Vancouver season, and the players don't want to admit it, and the media doesn't want to write about it because nobody wants to talk about it. I truly believe that. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but man, oh man, just watch them play. They look like ass. (laughs) 2.6 implied gold total going into Columbus. That's the last time I'm going to mention it. Go ahead, Josh. (laughs) Um, yeah, they look terrible. These lines aren't doing anything to make it any better. Um, the coach is bad. The team is bad. The front office is bad. The city's bad. Actually, I like Vancouver. It's, it's a nice city. The, the housing market is absolutely insane in Vancouver. Um, get at me, Century 21. Uh, no, but I, uh, this is a Columbus game for me. And until they, you know, get some competent lines, at least defensively, like, yeah, JT, I, I like JT Miller as a player. Don't get me wrong. He's not a top line NHL center. I'm sorry. He should be, he's a top six winger for sure, but he doesn't have the defensive responsibility to be the top line defensive center, two-way center in the NHL. Like, I'm sorry. You want to write a, a strongly worded letter to my agent? I'll give you my, give you his email address. All right. I, I like Jenner Bjorkstrand tonight going into that line. Uh, ownership does worry me a little bit, you know, there's been a lot of ownership on the blue jackets and it's been making me nervous because it's the blue jackets and Bjorkstrand isn't cheap. He's 7,400 Jenner 6,200, but they get the minutes. They're on the top power play. This Vancouver team has a brutal penalty kill. Um, If you want to dump down to that second line, uh, I I know Jake and a lot of other guys in our discord are, are cylinder stands. And they're coming in in half the ownership as Jenner Bjorkstrand. I think that's perfectly fine because they're going to get, you know, Pedersen or they're going to get the Horvat line. Like Horvat alone is a good center, but like with those line mates, there's nothing defensively that scares me. So if you want to get a little bit lower ownership in a good matchup, I think you can go to that Columbus second line. But I, I, I do like that Jenner Bjorkstrand line the most. On the Vancouver side, like in theory, Hoglander, Miller, Besser should be a good line, but they just don't look right. So I, I'm, I think I'm going to be out on the Canucks tonight. I just, I see a 2.6 total on the road for a team that's looked bad for six weeks now. And I just don't have, you know, a lot of faith in playing them tonight. So I agree with you. Miller, Besser and Hoglander in theory should be a very good line because Miller and Besser are pretty good numbers together. And I've talked about how good I think Hoglander is. Um, but I, Jenner Bjorkstrand and Nyquist have just been so good together. Three expected goals per 60 minutes. They're putting up over 70 shot attempts for 60 minutes. Um, I really like that Columbus two top line, uh, ownership be damned. Uh, the second line for Columbus, I, I agree with you. I think it's a perfect filler stack. 
The Horvat Horvat line this year playing without Nils Hoglander, 46% shot share, 44% expected goal share. Like you said, there's no help for Horvat if Hoglander's not playing with them. So um Sillinger, like I think Sillinger Chinnikov makes a really, really good two-man if you need to get cheap on the power play. But I think just full three-man stacking that Columbus second line. So I think either of the top lines are fine. It just depends what you want to do with the rest of your lineups. I'm probably going to personally play the Columbus top line in my one to threes tonight, but I think both top six lines are just fine. Uh, on the Vancouver side, like, I think it's just one-offs for me, but I probably won't even get to one-offs. Like, I don't even know what to do about this team anymore. Uh, it's, it's, it's honestly disheartening because I didn't think they'd be like, I didn't think they'd be good, but this is a lot of, this is a lottery team. Like it just looks, that's why I say, I think COVID is still playing a lot of long-term issues here, but anyways, let's move it along uh, to our next game. We have Pittsburgh with 3.0 implied goal total going into New York. The Islanders have a 2.5 implied goal total. Same garbage again. I'm just not even going to talk about it. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, uh, this is a Pittsburgh game for me. Pittsburgh top line. It, like the Islanders have fallen off a cliff defensively. They've they don't have Lee. They don't. They have so many injuries. There's COVID problems. There's there's some guy named Otto Kovula in their lineup. Like not on the bottom line. You know what I mean? Like. Like they're just, they're one of the teams just going through it right now. And even before COVID, like don't get, don't get it twisted. Like before they had COVID problems, they were having issues defensively. Uh, so Pittsburgh top line, one of my favorite spots in the night. Um, Want to go to that Pittsburgh second line? Like sure. But like, it, it just for a round, like I, I, if you need the filler for Kappen and Zucker, I think that's fine. I, like Carter, is starting to worry me with his play a little bit. So I think I'm going to stick to the, to the Pittsburgh top line here. If you want to add, add in Carter on a power play stack, that's fine. But on the second line, I think I'll, I'll do some two mans of Zucker Kapanen on the Islander side until like they get, you know, their lives uh, figured out. And I hope everyone's all right with COVID and stuff, but like the way their lineup is right now, it's just, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll pluck, you know, a JGP and Bovillier going up against that Carter line. But other than that, I think I'm going to be off the Islanders tonight. Yeah. Um, that Pittsburgh top line grades out as like a top three line for me on the late slate. I don't think that would surprise anybody given the matchup. Um, what worries me is again, like Crosby hasn't really looked right, man. His last game, they went out, they had Pittsburgh was um, shooting against an empty net. The opponent had the empty net. Crosby went out, for a face-off and immediately changed and after. He couldn't last longer than 20 seconds at the end of the game. He was visibly exhausted. Yeah, like he, and it's not like he had just come off or something. He had had a couple minutes off, went on for a shift at the end of the game and could not last 20 seconds with the empty net. He had to go change. That's what's keeping me from even playing Pittsburgh here. So like, I don't know, man. I'm just really, really frustrated right now. I do like that Islanders second line, Palmieri, Pajot, Beauvillier. Um, Pajot and Palmieri have, have typically had very, very good numbers together. Beauvillier um, has been, has really come into his own the last couple of years. And you mentioned Carter, like his defensive play has really fallen off this year. Um, so I think that Penguin second line could, might be able to be had here. So I guess that Islander second line makes a good filler stack for me tonight. Pittsburgh won if you want to play them, but I've given you guys my concern. I just don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, give us a like and a subscribe before we get out of here. If you can keep up with all our shows, DFS offers and giveaways. Uh, once you subscribe, hit that notification button and get uh, the alerts when our shows go live. 
two more games left um, to talk about. After we're done, we have the Yahoo NFL Sunday Pick Show with Kaufman and Eric. They're going to be followed by the Prize Picks College Football Show with Vanek and Gashevsky. And then your NB- double NBA uh, deeper dive and live before lock starting at 4.45 Eastern. All right, two more games. Colorado, 3.0 implied goal total. Going into Dallas, the Stars have a 2.6 implied goal total. Looks like Jake Ottinger, Ottinger, Ottinger for Dallas starting tonight. Um, just take it away, Josh. What do you like here? Yeah. Is Dallas still sending out Ben Gurionoff against Top Comp? Or they, they started? Yeah they, yeah, they were. Okay. So, yeah. So, Ben Gurionoff's going to get, you know, Miko Ran and Lannis Cog, O'Connor. So, that's going to free up Rope, the fiasco, uh, to go against Kadri or even like the third line. And, you know, they're decent offensively, but those their numbers defensively have not been great, especially that Kadri line. That new hook line, you know, in a small sample has been actually pretty decent. But if, you know, Rope hints, Pavelski Robertson going to get some Kadri Burakovsky and Nishushkin matchups. I do like Dallas one tonight. I think uh, other people agree looking at the 10% ownership they expected here. Um, but, you know, they're fully correlated on the power play. They're 15 four to full stack. Uh, there's no McKinnon still, you know, that the, the Avs like offensively have been nuking people, but like, it was, it's all on the power play. And Kel McCarr has been an absolute beast, like absolute beast since McKinnon went down. So I, I do like this, this uh, stars top line tonight uh, on the Colorado side. I think like, it's just hard to full stack anything like Gabriel Laniscog 7,800 without McKinnon is just one of the toughest pills to swallow. Like <laughs> I honestly would rather play Mitch Marner at 7,800 than, than Laniscog at 7,800. Like, 95 out of 100 times uh it miko ran in center 8800 like if you want a power play stack i think that's fine like but like even cadre 7200 like these these colorado prices with how their lineup is constituted is is really worrying me like i don't want to spend that money so like i i don't think i'll be having much of the top six for colorado i do like that third line yost new hook two man or even if you want to get like you want to in- include Abe Kubel and get two guys, two of the three. I think that's a fine filler, but not much on Colorado tonight. So this is where I'm going to kind of disagree with you. I do like the Colorado power play a lot here tonight. And I know Landis Gog is a tough pill to swallow. I think you can leave him off and go like Ranton and Burakovsky, something like that. You know what I mean? Um, it's Colorado draws the most power plays in the league and Dallas is fourth by by penalties given so Colorado might be in the best special team matchup uh, on the entire late slate here so that's why it's kind of leading me to them um I do like that Ranton and Landeskog too man it's just they are really expensive you're gonna have to go dumpster dive elsewhere if you do use them uh on the Dallas side Alex Radulov remains one of my favorite one-offs on the entire slate like he's gonna get power play one minutes and probably play 50 to 60 minutes and he's still a decent player I like Radulov, one off 3,200, but I'm not stacking anything from Dallas. All right, last game real quick. Toronto 3.3 implied goal total. They're going into San Jose. The Sharks are sitting with a 2.7. Logan Couture is probably going to get matched up with Austin Matthews, so I'm going all in on John Tavares tonight. What do you like, Josh? Same. Tavares, Nylander, love it. Um, You want to play Matthews? Go for it. Um, You you know my thoughts about one-offing a high-owned center, so – 
do your thing with that. Um, make sure you have other guys with them. But I love Tavares Nylander tonight. Uh, you want to leave off her foot. You want to book her foot in. You want to put Matthews with him. Uh, but the Leafs, one of my favorite spots of the night. Sharks, uh, Joseph Wall in that. Um, Leafs aren't great defensively. I think you can pluck some Sharks here. Um, even though, you know, Couture Meyer going to get Matthews, they're on the top power play. Um, you know, they're going to get some chances. So I don't mind a little bit of Couture Meyer, maybe some Hurdle and Gregor as well, but this is a Leafs game for me. Yeah. Um, Hurdle, Bear, Banoff on the second line, 45% shot share. They're going to get rolled over by Tavares and Nylander. So that's the line I like most. But if you want to play any of the Toronto top six, that is fine by me. All right. We do have to get out of here. We ran a little bit long. Um, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick pick and your goalies. I have a hat trick pick for early. It's Ricard Raquel, and I have a hat trick pick for late. It's Oliver Bjorkstrand. What do you got? I'm going uh, Kirill Kaprizov on the early. On the late slate, I am going Rupe Hints. And in goal, I like Mr. Lickens. All right. I like uh, Carter Hart in the early, and I do like Merz Lickens and Demko in late. All right. We do have to get out of here. We will be back uh, tomorrow morning for the Saturday NHL show. So for producer Mike, for Josh, I'm saying good luck tonight, everybody. Work off a little bit of that turkey. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more.